Welcome to the Untribal Podcast, the show that gives you news content by regular people for regular people. Today is another episode uh, in our Performance in Politics uh, series. Uh, you remember we did a few shows over the fringe, and uh, today we're joined uh, by a fellow called Pete uh, Peter Arnott, who's uh, written over 50 plays in Scotland, I believe, and he's here to talk about his latest um, work, which is Group Portrait in a Summer Landscape. How are you doing today, Peter? Are you all right? I'm doing not bad, thanks. Thanks, uh, I, No worries at all. So the so the headline uh, sort of quote, Peter, for this play is, we can't live as if we believed in nothing anymore. Oh, explain a little bit about what that, what heavy, that is. Heavy, heavy stuff, portentous stuff. Um, basically, uh, I've, I've uh, having written fifty plays. You could probably tell that I'm a, I'm a reasonably old man now. I've been doing this since the since the eighties, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and and uh, therefore I've seen in uh, in the world in and especially since since I, since my political history, my personal political history, that uh, a sapping of uh, belief of will of uh, the will to change. Has been happening, um, and that uh, this, in a sense, what our, what our story in Scotland is part of a wider um, story, which is to do with, um, if you like, at the well, the, the fall of communism, the end of communism, and that cancelled one version of the future, and it hasn't really been replaced. Um, so what's happened is that um, very various ver- versions of the past. Have come up behind us to replace the to, to as as our possible futures, um, religious fundamentalism. That what that seriously that was was not really a factor for for forty years ago. Believe it or not, uh, it really it really wasn't a big deal. It is now, um, and that's a version of the part of in the sense a version of the past that I attempt to recapture the past, and in some ways. Some forms of nationalism are like that as well. I think Brexit nationalism is very much about that. It is about recapturing a part. And again, much as in the case of Islamic fundamentalism, um, um, Brexit um, nationalism was about recapturing a past that never really existed. And I thought that one of the things that was interesting about the Scottish referendum period about 2014, which is when the play is set, was that there was a, there's a kind of consciousness of this that whatever form a, a new Scottish nationalism might take, it couldn't be a reference to the past. It couldn't be a reference to Robert the Bruce and to William Wallace. It had to be about something else. I mean, for some people, obviously, they'd like waving claymores around. But really, that wasn't the kind of the, the beating heart of it, really the centre of it. The centre of it, it seemed to me, and I was, I was involved in the Yes campaign, um, was the attempt to, was it was in a sense a recovery of hope, a recovery of um, the possibility of of the future being fundamentally different to the past, and that so and and that, uh, hence the fear versus hope kind of slogan that people sure. coined at the time, and so uh, I I mean again you know there are there, there are rights and wrongs and, and, and nuances of all this and so and uh, ten years are nearly having passed. Um, since the referendum, um, I felt the time was right to bring together characters that I had and held on to and thought about for a long, long, long time, and just do, and just do a snapshot of them. Okay, what were these people doing on July the twelfth, 
Oh, actually, not July the 12th. That's got 20 minutes. Yeah, I was about to say that was an, <laughs> an unfortunate choice. July the, July the 24th, uh, <laughs> 2014. Okay, so what were they, what, what, what were they doing what that you know one weekend in July in, two, in, in, in 2014 when the referendum is about to happen? It hasn't happened yet. We don't know about Brexit. We don't know about Salmon versus Sturgeon. We don't know about any of that stuff. Uh, we don't know about Boris Johnson, for God's sake. Um, although some of us were full of fear at the time. Um, but anyway, the, 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 the idea of the play was to take a snapshot of these characters with all kinds of different opinions and, and say, okay, they're, they're, having, they're having dinner together. Uh, at one night in 2014. And these are quite kind of privileged people. Um, these are people who have been uh, at the centre of uh, intellectual uh, debate and of political um, uh, uh, conversation uh, for the, for years and years and years. I mean, so that they have a central character who's George Rennie, whose retirement party is the ostensible reason he's brought everyone together. Um, and he, he he brings them all together, but he brings together a, a really motley crew. Uh, of of people and they are, are as divided as, as everyone was at the time, but but he revealed. But eventually, what gets revealed in the play in the second half is the real reason he's brought them all together, and uh, it's not what anyone thinks. Hopefully, oh, and <laughs> and then uh, they they all have to kind of cope with. Um, and it, it, it's really it's it's been a very really interesting process. So, as I say, the, these characters have been hanging around in my head for years and years and years. I first wrote about them oh, back, back in, in 1989, 90, I think. Mm. Was it was it was the first time I wrote about it was the first time people with these names anyway. They may not resemble them terribly much, but they yeah. but they but they definitely this this kind of uh, group was put together in in a country house in Perthshire. Uh, in a holiday home that was, I mean, that is is the most perfect place you can imagine. I mean, first first of all, Perthshire is pretty much perfect, and secondly, they bought this house comparatively speaking for a song in the nineteen seventies. Um, they, re they 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 renovated it. They put it back together. This this kind of rather beautiful kind of eighteenth century dower house that was. Um, originally, a, there was a bit of hunting lodge in the 19th century, and then a, a, a somewhat rundown bed and breakfast when they first came across it in the late 60s. And and it's, it's, in other words, it was a whole history of these people who had been in, uh, who were, as I say, had been at the centre of, of debate and conversation uh, at, at the high. They're the, they're the cognoscenti. They're the they're the high hegians. That's who they are. Um, and the, and so and the sense. They are people whose lives um, look perfect from the outside, but of course, of course they're not. It's a play, so of course you're going to find out um, the dark bits of their past, the the kind of sorrows that they that all human beings are subject to, whether mm. they're rich or not. Really, and, really uh, interesting. Uh, and, you know, and so hopefully it's a big, it's a, uh, it's quite. I mean, although the running time is only two hours, I mean, hope. I mean, my dad actually, who's uh, um, in his eighties now, <laughs> my dad, uh, his comment was, "God, you packed a lot in." You know, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I was, I was, I was about to say to you, it's, it's handy you noted these characters down because the things, you'll, the things are listed off since that uh, referendum. But it feels like a different lifetime. <laughs> oh yes, oh no, no, well they have, but they, but they, they are. I mean, I, I don't, 
it's 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 as I say, it's been uh, putting this together, but this this kind of snapshot of them. I mean, David Gregg, who's the director, he knows perfectly well that I've got that I've got five or six hours worth of material. Right. Which, which, and and the actors are poor swine. <laughs> they had to, they had to find the play, you know, right. inside this monster, mm. um, and uh, and they have done because they because they're under the they're under the under the cosh under the whip of of, of you've got to be on stage and performing these characters and that's and that's a and that's a terrible bowel tightening. Um, pressure but it, it makes you just it makes you make decisions and we didn't have very much i mean although it's a it's fantastic vote of confidence in new writing that um the lyceum in edinburgh and bit larpy festival theater have, have, got, have come together to produce a piece of new writing with the cast of nine i mean this, this that just doesn't happen anymore mm. you know um and it's a wonderful thing that, that they've done this uh, and they had but they had to say okay all right, <laughs> we want some people to come and see this and like it. We can't have a five-hour play for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, obviously, you had a two-hour slot. So you had a lot. You had a lot to pack in. That's right. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what the, the 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 key opinions that you felt were important to express that were held right. in 2014. And who? What were the characters that depicted those opinions? Uh, well, well, I mean, uh, 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 without giving too much away, of course. Oh no, no sure. But uh, well, I've, well, I've, what I've tried to do is, um, first of all, there's there's a kind of male female thing going on, um, which is that the men are the, are very used, to, especially the Scottish men uh, from the west of Scotland, um, of a certain age. Um, older than me, they're seventy or seventy or so in in uh, two, in two thousand fourteen. That's the at least that's the the, the fiction. Um, uh, Betty Young and and uh, and uh, John, John Meekie. So they they play those two parts, um, and they have been arguing about politics since the sixties. Uh, only in those days, uh, one of them was a Mar was a, a Leninist, and the other was a Trotskyist. So they, okay. they, they, used to, they used to argue about permanent revolution, and um, and they were they were at Grosvenor Square in 1968. If that means that's the American embassy. Um, there was a riot in London in 1968, in May 68. Anyway, they were both there, uh, uh, and uh, that, that that's where the leading character met his met his his future wife, by the way. Um, so th there are those kind of people, um, and so they come into the uh, uh, what the, the big thing for the, is that Rennie, who's the central the John Mickey's character, is the central character, in some ways he brought brought everyone together. One of the things that he's just done is he's about to publicly declare for yes, and this yeah. this is the shock and horror of a lot of people around him um, who is, who are labor who are labor people. I mean, people, I mean right. they think, what the hell is he thinking? I mean, first of all, it's they, they they think of it, and what I'm trying to do in, in the in the play is is well, I suppose I mean, there's a kind of an attempt to be even-handed, despite I mean, I was involved myself, as I've said before, um, but an attempt to be even-handed between the two of them, for example, um, in the you know, the, 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 and I've given Jimmy Moon, who's the other character, it's played by Benny Young, who I've given him some of the best lines, <laughs> he has some of the best gags. Um, you know, he, he says that, and you really think the Scottish working class can solve its problems by hanging out some tartan curtains and refusing to look out the window? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so he, so, so he's for no, basically. <laughs> Whereas um, Rennie for yes is yeah. Well, if you if you think the British state 
is the vehicle for for outward looking international solidarity, then you're waving the wrong flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so it's it basically I'm I'm trying to have a a, a reasonable, a, as you'd expect with these people, a kind of reasonably nuanced um, conversation. Although within the time constraints, that's that's tricky about the referendum, among other things. But in a, in a way, the referendum stands for things. Mm. Um, and, and 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 I suppose for for me, I mean, and, and again, the, the 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 time before and the time since, thinking about okay, so where do you? I think there's a there's a there's a kind of duty of hope that the play is about. Um, if you like, in a kind of, in the widest philosophical sense. And how do you best fulfil the duty of hope in Scotland right now? Is that through the vehicle of an, of an, of an independent Scotland, which can be free, maybe, of some of the things that tie Britain to what Britain is? Or do you think, well, no, there has to, because if, if you're going to make a difference to, to Scotland, then the best way to do it is through the British state. I mean that that would I mean that that has always been what the Labour Party has been about, and it's and, and, and it's it's fascinating now. It's fascinating to put the play on, um, because we are in, in a in a position where um, the Labour Party are almost certain to form the next UK government. I mean, as near as as near to certain as certain can get in yeah. politics, um, and and so this means that the the SNP's alternative to Labour ousting the Tories, which is you know ousting ourselves from um, the UK, doesn't have the same appeal. And I think that's that's what underlies everything that's ha- been happening. I mean, I think that's what's under. And if, if you like, what, what happened in 2014 is that you, if you like, um, when Nicola Sturgeon took over the SNP was a kind of deep freezing of Scottish politics in the moment of that referendum. And that was already crumbling. It was already kind of cracking. Um, and what's happened since then is that since Nick, and since Nicola Sturgeon, of whom I am an enormous admirer as a political operator, I mean, there's, she is unparalleled in our recent history. I mean, basically, I think probably she's the most, Donald Dewar, I think, is the, is the and Nicola Sturgeon are the two most important um, Sc- Scottish political figures in a Scottish context. I mean, you can make, a, you can make an argument for John Smith or Gordon Brown um, in their own ways. But <clears throat> the but, but, but thing is that, that with her gone, it was always going to be an impossible act to follow, with with um, Labour in the ascendancy. The that that means that the party discipline of the SNP is going to collapse, which means you're going to get factionalism inside the nationalists. Um, because I mean, like any government anywhere, if you have a if you have a, a overwhelming majority, then your opposition comes from your own party. And the Tories, the Tories found that. Did, did you see what I mean? That 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 basically that that the, 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 when the Tories were in complete power in in England in, in the uh, UK, um, Labour were in an ineffective opposition and and squabbled with each other. And mm. but the Tories, their big problem was they is their splits. Mm. That the, the Tory the, the Tory right was secure enough to rebel against the the, the, the kind of sensible Tories or a comparatively sensible Tories. Like Philip Hammond or Theresa May, and so in the middle of the of the, of, of this decade, when Labour went to Corbyn, um, the, the the Tories went to Johnson, followed by Truss, 
uh, followed by Sunak, who's a bit of a nothing, but then po- quite possibly followed by Penny Mordaunt or uh, Suella Braverman, who are who are scary people. My God. Yeah, well, so, I mean, after paying more than say, speech, she looks like she could get a gig acting for your play. Well, well, I think, I think, you know, but, but, but it's funny that there's a direct comparison going on today with with David Lammy at, um, speaking at the, at the Labour conference and uh, doing doing a penny more than doing it much better, <laughs> much better. Do you think, uh, uh, Peter? Do you think that the blight of the the Scottish independent movement today is this association with nationalism, given its very sort of bloody history in, in countries abroad and it's, it's it's almost if you look at the I, historical patterns of what nationalism is it is it's a very much a dirty word is it not oh well no see well you see this is the thing this was the the, the big attempt that was made and i think was made quite consciously post 2004 as post 2014 as well as before was to was to say scottish nationalism is in a sense the SNP's brand of it is post-nationalist um, so that it, and it, so it's not blood and soil. It's not to do with um, ethnic identity. It's to do with civic identity. And and, and in a sense, but all those noises and again the fact that um, the SNP were so unequivocally, unlike everybody, every other major political party in the UK, pro, uh, um, uh, pro EU, I became. Oh, they weren't. I mean, like it, when I when I first started doing politics. And, and which was in the nineties when I was a teenager in the seventies, um, the the SNP were very much in favour of withdrawing from the EU. Um, so <laughs> things change. Things change yeah, a lot. Um, so the, and and but there are but the thing is there's there's there's, been, there's always been two wings of the SNP, um, one of which is uh, and, and they've become visible again. I mean, but for the for those of us who are old enough, we know they've always been there. And in a way that um, back, if you look back to the 1980s, um, the Gordon Wilson SNP, when he was the leader, of the, when Alec, and Alex Salmon was a left wing insurgent, <laughs> and, and Jim Sillers, um, uh, you know, when th- that was that that was a kind of uh, 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 that struggle um, between two versions of Scottishness, one of which um, was was more fundamentally anti-Tory and anti. The UK state um, that uh, 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 kind of left wing uh, uh, nationalism, and then and a right wing nationalism which was more ethnic and more to do with uh, uh, with, with with defense of of, partic- of, of identity mm. and 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 that identity politics, but using nation as a po- as a as an overwhelming identity identity politics, so that nation overcomes every other form of identity. So you, mm. again, you get an um, uh, kind of Scotland firsters, India will solve everything. That kind of, and in a sense, that kind of superstitious nationalism is something that nobody in my play would have anything to do with. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, well, coming back to the, the sort of characters in the play, you've talked about you know who the inspirations are in your, in your own life, like Nicola Sturgeon and, and Donald sure. Dura. Uh, was there anyone in your own personal life that? That uh, inspired you and influenced you in this play. Uh, well, 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 artistically, you mean? Um, yeah. Uh huh. Well, I, well I, I, I suppose in the insofar as well, the the, the the play does talk about um a portrait painter, um a Russian portrait painter, strangely enough, 
um, and this is an, yet another layer um, called Valentin Serov, and he, who was the a portrait painter in Russia just before the First World War, um, and so before the war, before the revolution, and 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 he paints the 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 emerging Russian middle class. He paints the people who history was about to sweep away. Um, and the, and in a sense, what I'm trying to say, and this is the broader picture, is that these people, these these nice, civilized, tolerant, liberal, well-educated people, privileged people, um, in in the in their nice house in Prussia, they are the same people. They are Serov's people. They are the people who are good at history, in the form of climate change or in the form of um, the, the the rather ugly sectarian politics that we're that we're part of um and that we can see around us all the time and on every single issue every issue on on lgbt issue issues on um issues to do with with russia and ukraine or to do with israel palestine it's everywhere this kind of and whether that's social media or not i don't know i don't know what exactly why it is but in a sense this kind of nuanced um conversation where people might be a bit ambiguous about stuff and they and they say and they kind of and there are layers of meaning to what they say there's no room for that anymore mm. that's all kind of gone and really the last gas they 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 refer to in one of the drafts i don't think it survived as the current version of the play but someone refers to them as the as the first and last civilized generation on earth Right. Um, so that they're they're the people who are who grew up in the sixties, um, in the fifties and sixties, and who kind of uh, 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 and their politics are are, are are kind of securely democratic. I mean, they have there are issues like Ill, Ill, illness and death, which you can't escape from, but which no one can escape from. Um, but at the same time, they they have this kind of. Uh, rich, nuanced um, view of the world, the books that they read, the music they listen to, everything is is this kind of rip-up picture. And in a way, the world just, I mean, and maybe this is just a function of me getting old, I don't know, but its its it, it feels like the world doesn't have room for them anymore. Mm. It feels like the world just does not have room for that kind of, I mean, people say, which side do you want? That's it. That's it. Yeah. You're A or you're B, and and, and you're going. Well, uh, could I could I possibly be C? Could I possibly take a wee bit of A and a wee bit of A? No, <laughs> no chance. It's like a Ranger Celtic game. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, my brother told me a story. Uh, he took a friend of his from university, um, uh, 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 who is very posh. Very, very English to uh, and it was a dreadful game. Apparently, it was a Celtic race Rovers game, and and it was a really boring. <laughs> and uh, and uh, because Rayton was weren't going to get anywhere, and Celtic weren't bothered. So, uh, but so, uh, but, but but this chat stands up in the center of the of the of the main stand at Celtic Park and says, "Oh, come on, both teams." <laughs> well, no, wrong planet. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't, can't imagine that went down well at Celtic Park. Uh, right? no, I think I think people just looked and thought, no, he's just weird. He's <laughs> but I, I think they, then they were safe enough. But my brother sh- told him about shrinking into his into his parka. So, <laughs> so, so, but but so um, anyway, it's it's, it's, a, it's a bit. It, I think it's a bit like that. Yeah, so these, absolutely. These, the, the, these people belong to a, a to a world that. Um, we, it feels like it's it's passing 
feels yeah. feels like it's it's going away. I don't know whether, as I say, I don't know whether this pessimism of of, of my uh, that I'm expressing is a real thing or whether it's a function of age or whether it's well, I don't know what it is, but it's but it feels it feels like a, a valid kind of thing to me, um, and that. At the same time as this, this kind of sensation of, I mean, again, I mean, I've got kids. I've got I've got kids who have grown up now, um, and but 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 again, they don't have the same sense of the future that I had when I was their age, or mm-hmm. even younger than them. They just don't have it, and they're not wrong. I mean, the rents they're paying are huge. Um, the 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 planet they're living on is burning, you know. It's 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 like, um, and 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 that's and that's that's so they can they can easily and they, and again someone who I hope speaks for them in the play and says uh, uh, that there's no, going to be no room for liberals. There's going to be no room for any of you, and and it's a good thing you're dying out because you're a pack of lying bastards anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, and do you think there is any like your your director called the the 2014 the the end of normality essentially? Yes. Do you think there's any hope to return to that kind of neutrality in things and, and reason no. and proper no. understanding no I, I no i don't think so i, I think within, within the kind of narrow frame of scottish politics i think if you like with with nicholas start now let me put it this way um hamza yusuf when he became first minister was exactly the same age as i was uh in 1999 when the scottish parliament was reconvened and i and i and this and when i thought i thought i thought but my God, not only is he younger than me, he's much younger than me. Mm. And my generation, which is the generation, basically, the devolution was was the climax for us, of 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 creating some form of self identifiable self government in Scotland. Now it's something that your generation, I I take it, looking at you on the video screen, are, <laughs> you maybe you maybe older than you look, but <laughs> it's just part of the furniture. It's part of the way the world is. Yeah. It really, really, really isn't for anyone who's sixty plus. It's it it, it, it feels oh, the only only for the last twenty five years or thereabouts. Um, has I mean it's the only one it's twenty five tomorrow next year that was the, the, a, a devolution yeah. but um, the, the, so it's not even half of the time I've been around mm. so uh, it's it, and it's so, and the world didn't used to be like that and then when we had the chance um, for, for the 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 sixteen hours that the polls were open for the uh, on September the eighteenth two thousand and fourteen for the very first time. And the only time in history, the, uh, the the constitutional future of the Scottish people, people who lived in Scotland, was in the in was in the hands of people in Scotland. We were independent that day. Mm. Effectively, independence happened that day, and we decided to went oh, no, <laughs> <You know? laughs> we went mm, unbalanced, mm, probably not, yeah. <laughs> and. and uh, and and maybe we'll get another bite at that particular cherry. I don't think it'll be the same again. But uh, this is the by my point is uh, in a way is that I don't think the future is going to look like the past. Mm. Uh, and I have no idea what the future is going to look like. And I suspect it's more up to you than it is me. Um, I suspect the devolution generation, of whom Nicola Sturgeon, even though she's younger than me too, 
Um, <laughs> oh God. You're really distressed about your, your age, Peter. Yeah. I am. I just, you know, well, no, no, it's it's a factor in the play. I mean, it, it's a factor. Age is one of the is one of the is the kind of central thing that the play is kind of about. Um, and it's and 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 so and so in Scottish political terms, the gener the devolution generation. When Nicola Sturgeon resigned, the devolution generation was over, mm. as a political factor. And so I felt, um, as, uh, no matter what one's opinion of Nicola Sturgeon or the SNP or whatever, that felt to me like yes, the end of an era, but really something bigger than that, something passing away. And I, and I and I don't know what the future looks like. I mean, I, I and I don't know what the future is going to bring. I, I, I know for almost for certain that it's not going to be like the past. So I'm not expecting a repeat of 2014 anytime soon, um, or, or even when it when something happens, I don't think it'll be like that. You know, so I don't know, but I but, but I don't know. And in a way, the letting go in this play. Of the letting go of these characters, who, as I say, have been haunting me for years, <laughs> the letting go of the ghosts, um, which is also which is part of the play as well. If you if you come and see it, God, there's so much going on. Um, the letting go of the ghosts of the past is, in a sense, what we have to. If we're going to recover our hope, we have to let go of the hope we used to have. Right. Do you know the, the ghost of the hopes we used to have? We've got, to, we've got to let them go. We've got to wave goodbye to those and, and rediscover hope in new ways, in new shapes. Yeah. And I do, and I am in no position to predict what those things are. Um, but luckily, I don't have to be. I'm only a playwright. <laughs> of course. Listen, that's a very, <laughs> very interesting. I'll definitely uh, be coming along to see that, Peter. I'd urge uh, all the untribal followers that can make it to Edinburgh over the next, uh, over the next week or so, is it? Yeah, it's, it's until Saturday, yeah until Saturday to make it down and watch the play. Thank you very much, Peter Arnott. Is there anything Thank else you, you want to say to our That's listeners, great. Peter, before you go? No, but, but sorry, what is that? Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners before you go? I'm just saying. Well, done, other than thanks for listening, you know, great. And, and I hope there are millions of you. You all come to the show. <laughs> I wish there was millions of them, but <laughs> no, not quite. Not yet, Peter, anyway. But no, thank you, Peter. Cheers. Thanks, Ernest. Cheers. Bye -bye.